The Freedom Girl Sisterhood starts in just a moment. I'm your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon. Or anxiety, sleepless nights, dreams, nightmares. It's possible you're suffering from the effects of trauma. Stay tuned as we talk about today, overcoming trauma on the Freedom Girls Sisterhood Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this podcast. Today I want to talk about overcoming trauma. You know, if you're a woman listening today who struggles with depression or fear, anxiety, panic attacks, maybe you struggle with anger and rage, it's possible that you have some trauma in your life that you've been running from, submerging emotions and feelings and thoughts. And, you know, you can only just do that for so long, and eventually those things are going to begin to wreak havoc with your life. With me today is the sisterhood. I've got Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez. The sisters are in the house again today. Glad to be here again. (laughs) Hey, you guys, I want to talk about this overcoming trauma, and um, I think that we're the ones that can talk about it. Because each one of us has a story, and each one of us has overcome some childhood trauma, adult trauma, and we've struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder. We've struggled with emotions, right, feelings, Mm -hmm. um, fear, anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've gone through bouts of depression, episodes, addictions, and um, let's talk about that today. We're going to keep it real. Yes. For the listener, I don't think that anybody finds help when we just gloss things over. No, truth no. does not. Truth sets you free. Truth sets Anything you free. Anything less than that is just makeup. It, yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, it, it, you look good on this. I, I call it cotton candy. Yeah. Uh, where it looks really good and fluffy, but when you bite into it, there's, there's no substance. Right. And it doesn't satisfy and it doesn't fulfill. And when we live plastic and just an image and act like we've got everything together, our life really doesn't have a whole lot of substance for people. Right. You do. And I think one of the things that Satan's, Satan likes to tell us is don't talk, don't tell. And um, always... Always keep up a, a veneer, a facade of, of uh, a certain degree of, uh, you know, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. And um, I think, you know, when, for me, experiencing trauma as a child, it's possible that, you know, I felt ashamed. And so I didn't even want to hear me tell my story mm-hmm. because I was still owning it. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of childhood sexual abuse, I was still, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. I did something to deserve this. And right. so telling would just be making a big announcement to the world that I'm bad, yeah. I'm horrible, you shouldn't like me. I'm dirty, I'm damaged goods. And when I started my healing process, part of that was to recognize it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't do this. I didn't deserve it. And um, I'm not bad. And so when I started getting out of that, I realized, why am I keeping this story to myself? Um, It's not like I have to shout it to the mountaintop, you know, hey, I'm Don Damon, nice to meet you. And by the way, I was sexually abused. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't want to wear it like that. But I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to hide. I don't want to be ashamed. Mm -hmm. It's my history, but it's his story. De-stigmatizing trauma and PTSD is is huge. And that's like my goal. I know Shelly and and you want to educate people about... um, how exactly it the possibility mm-hmm. that the, it is possible and there is hope for recovery 
Mm-hmm. Um, but those things have to be met, again, we're talking about what we talked about last week, truth. Yes, um, right. And so... Well, I was told not to tell. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I was 19 mm-hmm. years old when, when I was um, sexually assaulted, and my parents thought it was a, a shameful secret that I was attacked. And so they said, you know, don't tell. Um, one of the most powerful things about trauma treatment and no matter what approach you take toward healing is is giving your story a new ending, a truthful ending. And um, mm, so like that. beginning by by telling, and you don't have to tell the world, but there is a point at which you have to begin to tell. You have to face the truth. You have to kind of go into the, 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 the basement and mm-hmm. pull out those places where you mm-hmm. kind of put those things in storage in those boxes, pull them out, <clears throat> confront the lies that have wrapped themselves around your story, and, um, and then retell that story with, uh, with the ending that will uh, reclaim it. I love that, and I want to unpack this because I want to talk more about it. So don't let us forget. I want to talk about what does that look like to have a different ending. I mean, you're not talking about rewriting history, but you're, you must be talking about completing history by saying, okay, bringing, bringing God's healing into this. What, what does it look like? Or, So I don't know. I want to hear more about what you're saying. And also, you know, many times the trauma that happened, okay, the event is one thing, mm-hmm. but what scars us for life often is the interpretation that we take away yeah. from that. So it isn't, hey, I was sexually abused by a very broken person. That's what happened. But what I interpreted it to be is, I'm a very broken person. I'm a bad person. I'm ruined for life. I interpret all these and things. It's all my fault. And it's all my fault. And so I live that way. We all have very different stories. I was sexually molested by a stranger outside my family when I was 19 years old. You were uh, molested, John, by uh, a trusted family member mm-hmm. within the family when you were mm-hmm. a child, and it was an ongoing event. Right. Mine was a one-time event. Uh, there was also a childhood event that preceded mine when I was younger by, uh, by a neighbor. Wanda's, yours was continued over and over again over a long period of time by family members and then strangers as well, multiple events. So we kind of represent a spectrum. There was a a lot of secrecy, Wanda, with you, too, as well, like within the system that you grew up with, with secrecy. and Absolutely. I think we all kind of grew up in the home where, you know, God was probably a center, you know. And so we didn't want to, like, embarrass him. Mm-hmm. So we had to not talk about the stuff that mm-hmm. didn't look like good enough, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't um, normal, wasn't happening in the house down the street. So shame was automatically painted all over yeah. our situations. That was like, um, so. Right. So let's unpack this again. And I'm using that word twice now because it is, it, there are many um, layers and levels to this. We're using the word trauma. And I've heard you give the initials PSTD or PTSD. Um, so clearly there's some of us who don't, know exactly what all that means. Um, so will you talk to us, Shelly or Wanda, what is post-traumatic stress disorder? What does trauma look like? Let's just talk about it. And it, can we overcome it? Really? Oh, yes. Okay, tell me, what is it? Well, this is Shelly. And, and, and trauma, a really simple definition of, is, of trauma is any event that overwhelms your brain's ability to cope. And in a normal experience, both sides of your brain are working together and processing the experience. But during a traumatic event, 
where you're experiencing a, a horrifying event or witnessing a horrifying event that's happening to somebody else, one side of your brain will shut down and the only, the, only the left side will process. It will get trapped in one side of your brain. And so the symptoms, Wanda, talk about what the symptoms are that come with this post-traumatic event. What happens? Well, that's, um, that's where the symptoms come in. And the symptoms can range from, you know, sleeplessness to physical symptoms, um, which range from everything from nausea to headaches. And, but there's the um, addictions, drug addictions, money, sex, shopping, anything, you know, gambling, anything that will help distract you from mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. things that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we find ourselves going to anything mm-hmm. to, to fill that hole. Um, we have self-abuse and hypervigilance. Yeah. Um, we have startle responses, avoidance. You're going to want people want to avoid places, people, experiences that remind them and trigger them of, of the event. And not everybody will develop the same degree or level of of, of, of PTSD symptoms. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of there are a lot of reasons. We don't have a, a lot of time to go into that, but depends on the home environment, the support, the level of support, the the person's. Um, pre-trauma experiences before it happened mm-hmm. and and whether like for me it was a one-time event mm-hmm. a stranger for Wanda mm-hmm. ongoing trusted you know family members and things like that so different people will experience it differently I know for me it was an ongoing event as you mentioned and it's not a secret I've written a whole book about it when a woman you love was abused my story is that my dad was my perpetrator you know he was my childhood hero but one night he turned into a perpetrator. And I know for me, I was post-traumatic stress. I did not know that term. I didn't know what it meant. But it all started one day when I woke up totally different. My heart was racing. I felt like I sat up like a deer in headlights. I was, I was startled. And that began the beginning of 267 days of dark depression Wow. Anxiety, fear, couldn't leave my house, couldn't eat, and that it was at that point where I could no longer stand or run fast enough to get away from the emotions, the memories, the flashbacks, mm-hmm. the sensations that were starting to emerge. Right. Yes. And I didn't have any choice. I had to deal with it. I had tried to keep my trauma packed away and hidden. And I thought if I looked at it, I would fall into a big black hole and be swallowed up in the vortex of pain and sorrow. So I did everything to stay in front of it, Um, running with busyness, work, ministry, things that kept me going. But... The reality was that my healing really was on the other side of experiencing all of this stuff that was coming out. Mm -hmm. So when you talked about behaviors of addiction and running and doing it, isn't that part of the symptoms of post-traumatic, that you have to do whatever you have to do to stay in front of all those emotions and things? I had, before I knew, I'm I'm like you, I didn't know what PTSD was. I heard the term because, you know, I'm, I'm... aware of the news. Did you so think it was from just Vietnam vets? Soldiers, yeah, mm-hmm. totally did. Didn't think it was me, um, but the, I had every symptom there was, <laughs> every one of them. You know, the self-abuse, the addictions, addi- multiple addictions. Um, Insomnia, you, know, you couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was always I was hypervigilant. I was on guard duty. I, I always felt like I had to pr- 
be awake Absolutely. to make sure nothing, you know. Yep. Um, so slept with one eye open. Always. You? Mm-hmm. Always. Or if I slept at all, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it, it, they plague you, and you can't, especially if you're a Christian, all you want to really do is be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the symptoms don't allow you to feel like you are. You know, and just bring you back just for a minute because this is uh, hanging on me, but just not sleeping alone, people don't realize how that can mess with you. Oh, um, literally, physically. Mm, physically. Controls your life. I mean, when you're not sleeping well, and uh, so many of us survivors mm-hmm. have sleep disorders, mm-hmm. you're fuzzy during the day. Yeah. It, they talk about gaining weight and obesity and lack mm-hmm. of energy and exercise and, and irritability. And the oh. Weight loss and not eating. And, okay. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. the, any extreme of mm-hmm. something is what you'll find in a, a, someone who's survived PTSD. And that's just one symptom, sleeplessness. Oh, yeah. And all of that that can do to you physically. And the nightmares and the triggers and dissociation. People don't understand dissociation. They think it's like often like Sybil and you have multiple personality disorder. But it's a coping mechanism that helps people um, disengage from Mm -hmm. a situation that just becomes too difficult for them to... To, um, to relate to. So if you have obsessive compulsive disorder, with m- which many people with PTSD will develop obsessive compulsive disorder, dissociation becomes a coping mechanism for them. If they have to go into a medical appointment and a doctor's going to put his hands all over them, oh man, they have to dissociate to get through that medical experience. Mm-hmm. And so for Christians, there's a great deal of stress and pressure and guilt because we feel condemned, not good enough. And a lot of times we go to church and Pastors will preach that you just need to pray and scripture, and we don't understand that very often prayer and scripture is amazing. And God is always, always our healer. But very often, people don't understand that if you have cancer and you have a symptom for cancer and you're in pain and you take a painkiller, the painkiller is awesome to treat the pain, but the treatment must must treat the cancer. And the same Mm -hmm. thing with trauma. We often will will treat the eating disorder or we'll we'll treat the the symptom or the anxiety, the the drug addiction, but you have to treat the trauma itself. You have to, yeah, that's so good. Um, So let's synthesize this just for a moment. We're saying that any traumatic event, for us it's been abuse, but it could be the death of a child or a parent or witnessing a crime. It could be um, a near-death experience, medical medical trauma, trauma. so many things that would Mm -hmm. fit into that. So there's trauma. And when there's trauma, it affects us physically, emotionally, and spiritually with all these symptoms and things that we're talking about. You're saying the event gets trapped in the brain. And -hmm. we're living life not free. We're in bondage. We're caught. We're... We're, we're probably have mood disorder. We're up and down and mm-hmm. unpredictable. People in relationship with us probably feel like they're, they don't know where the landmine is. So we're going to give another show to this as well. But um, is there hope for that? Is there healing? How, oh, my goodness. You said there's <laughs> healing. Um, I know that we're almost out of time here, but what? how does that healing take place? Wanda, your diagnosis was CPTSD, so it's like the most severe form. What's what the about C? Chronic? Complex. 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 With many different things through a long period of time. So um, there is healing. It is possible because there's hope. Hope is who we serve, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line, total truth. I can't, oftentimes we're invited to speak at a secular event and they would like me not to mention the fact that, you know, my faith story, but mm-hmm. it's, 
it's the only reason why mm-hmm. I have recovered from PTSD mm-hmm. um, and am recovering every day. The thing that happens in your brain, it just gets stuck on the wrong side of the brain, the trauma does. Um, and as soon as we learn how to take it out and move it over. Okay, take it out. So we process it, mm-hmm. talk about it. Right. You take pieces of it and explore it, feel it. Can you, go, it. Can you go through the healing without feeling yeah, you really can, actually. You can. I didn't realize that that, that could happen, but in trauma treatment, your feelings, that's what they're trying to teach you how to separate. Your feelings with the facts, truth and emotions. The trauma treatment that, that Wanda uh, went through uh, really was mm-hmm. kind of devoid of feelings. It was actually kind of a clinical process of moving her, store, her trauma events from one side of the brain to another and confronting the lies that she had, you know, that had been trapped there all those years, the voices of perpetrators, the the things that she had come to believe about herself and about God, and then confronting those things with truth. And it was kind of a clinical process. It was. It was. uh, The best thing about that was that I had always thought if I start to take those, unpack those things, Mm -hmm. I'm going to die like Mm -hmm. you. Oh, yeah. It's going to take me. I'm I'm out of here. They taught me at the treatment center and, of course, ultimately God, I believe, mm-hmm. um, that we could actually, we have the ability to make the choice to stop that thought, like you, like you mm-hmm. both of you said, yep. stop yep. that thought and, and just replace it with what God says. Mm-hmm. So the stuff about my addictions, I'll never be able to stop. I can't stop. I don't understand why I'm doing this. Blah, blah. Then became, you know, I can do all things. Mm-hmm. And I know that's totally, mm-hmm. you know, cliche scripture, but... It really is true. But it's true. It's very empowering. Yes. The word is true, you yes. know. And, Amen. Um, so Amen. as much as it may sound cliche-ish, it's truth. Mm-hmm. That little, that truth can set you free. That hope is what drives you. I mean, it, it, it's driven you for the last, what, three, four Maybe, years of your yes. life. and Hope has life. been the thing to keep me alive. We're, we're laughing here in the studio because um, we're getting we're we're moving and we're feeling this so passionate. Our hands are going and everything. Hey, you guys, you um, one of the things that I love about your ministry is that you do this trauma treatment and some training. I think you have a, a website or something that you do or a blog on right. trauma. Give us uh, the four one one on that for our listeners. That's called PTSDperspectives.org. And uh, you'll find a lot of information on post-traumatic stress disorder there, uh, the various forms and treatment modalities that are available. And Our free ebook. Uh, we have a free ebook of the truth free. about trauma. Free, <laughs> free, free. Yes, I yes. love free. And we do trainings uh, in churches and in all kinds of different mm-hmm. environments awesome. to help people understand the basics of post-traumatic stress disorder, what it feels like, and and we train doctors and clinicians and. Uh, hospitals and Christian camps and people in church help understand what people with PTSD feel like. Well, the Word of God says, it is for freedom's sake that you have been set free. Galatians 5.1, and that's what we're committed to. We're women helping women find freedom. We hope that you've enjoyed this so far. We're going to be back in just a moment. I hope you're enjoying the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. You can learn more about me by visiting freedomgirlsisterhood.com Drop me a line, read my blog, or subscribe to The Sisterhood. We are women helping women find true freedom. I hope to hear from you soon. 
Well, welcome back. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I'm your host, Dawn Scott Damon, and you've been listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood Radio. I really enjoyed my discussion with the sisterhood today, Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez. We've been talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, that when your brain, the organ of your brain, is so overwhelmed with a traumatic event that it cannot process, it shuts down. And that traumatic event gets stuck on the wrong side of the brain, and you relive that trauma over and over again. And today we heard that you can confront the lies that have wrapped themselves around your story and retell your story in the light of God's word. I think so often the bondage that we feel and the struggle that we have is because Satan is in charge of our story. He's working that narrative in our head. He's the father of lies. And when he lies, he's speaking his native language. He is lying to us about our worth. He's lying to us about the events that have shaped us, the events that have taken place in our life. And it is time for us to take that back. Amen. It's time for us to take our story back and give it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because after all, he's the one that's sitting at the keyboard of our life. He's the one that's writing the story. And God's the one that's got the finish. He's got the completion. He's got the perfect ending, if we'll let him. And so today, if you've been listening to this podcast and you're thinking, man, that is me. I have not confronted the lies around my story. I don't know how to retell my story. I don't know how to think about it in light of God's word. You can simply ask Jesus to come into your situation and ask the Lord, is this true? Father, is this how I've interpreted this and how I remember this event? Is this true about me, God? Ask the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit, he will reveal to you. God is a good God, and I want you to know God is a speaking God. And many of us haven't heard God in an audible voice. I have not heard an audible voice of God. But the way the Lord speaks to me is that inner witness, that whisper, that sense of knowing. And sometimes it's just a gentle phrase, a gentle word. And one conversation with God can change your life. One moment with the Holy Spirit speaking truth into your life can completely change your life dismantle the lie, tear it down. And so I pray that you'll find a secret place and uh, do this. Write your story or write it down in your journal, but tell yourself your story, how you remember it, how you felt, what they said, what they did, how you reacted, what that did to you, what you felt you lost as a result, how you were ripped off, how history could have been different, all the what ifs or the woulda, shoulda, coulda, all the things that you're mad about yourself, how you wish you would have said this or how you wish you would have responded. Write your story down and then read it in the presence of God. Just simply pray and ask the Lord to come into the situation and say, Lord, is this true? What do you say? And wait on God and listen for that small, still voice or that whisper. If you want to do it with a friend or a trusted ally, if you have a spouse that you can trust that's sensitive and can minister to you, read your story after you've written it down in their presence and say, is that true about me? 
How do you feel? What does that sound like to you? Be careful, because if we ask for the opinions of man, that's what we're going to get, the opinion of man, of humans, of uh, just mere mortals. I really suggest that you take it to the Lord and ask him, is that true about me? I think that if we could rewrite our story, retell the events around our story, and ask the Holy Spirit, instead of me walking away with, it was my fault, I'm bad, I deserved it, because it happened to me, I don't deserve a special ending. Take those lies out of the mix. Here's what happened. And let God begin to speak his truth to you. You were an innocent child. You were innocent in this event, blameless. I am making all things new. I've already planned a special ending. I'm going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Whatever it is that God might say to you, and allow him to finish your story. Rewrite your story with the truth of God and allow him to give you an ending that's beautiful. Amen? I challenge you to do that. And if you've done that, I'd love to hear from you. You can write to me at donjones.org. Again, that's dawn, D-A-W-N, Jones, dot O-R-G, dot org. Yes, you're probably wondering why I have two names. Well, I'm married now, and after two and a half years, I am going to make it official and transition my identity from Don Jones to Don Scott Damon. So I hope you'll follow me and uh, be a part of what God's doing It's been wonderful to talk to you today. I pray that through this podcast you've been set free. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I just pray right now for my sister who's listening. I pray your freedom and your release in her life, God. I pray, Lord, that she would know your glorious truth and that, God, the lies and the deceptions surrounding the events of her life would be broken in Jesus' name. Lord, we know that painful things have happened, hurtful and horrible things have happened. But, God, you have a beautiful ending for us. There is another ingredient coming, Lord Jesus. You work all things together for your good to those of us who love you and are called according to your purpose. That's us. We claim that today. We thank you for your truth that sets us free, Lord. And I pray today we will have freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. Keep reaching for God's best and never forget, in the sisterhood, you are free. You've been listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. For more information about myself, Dawn Damon, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com or go to my website, dawnjones.org. For more information about the sisterhood, Wanda Sanchez and Shelly Beach, Go to WandaSanchez.com or ShellyBeachOnline.com. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a marvelous day. And remember, keep reaching for God's best. He has greatness in store for you.